0: And if you enjoy our podcast, please give us feedback by rating us 5-star and share us with others if you think they may benefit from it. On behalf of my team, I thank you for your presence. This episode is about our relationship with death. Yes, death. I was teaching a class on mindful aging, even though the topic of death and our relationship with death has very little to do with our age, it becomes a little bit more obvious and uh, plays a role in how we're aging. So my suggestion to the person who brought up the question was to see if they can befriend death. And see if that can make it a bit more possible for us to start living and showing up in a more authentic way in everyday life. Let's take a listen together. It depends how many undigested emotions have been provoked by the departure of that person. So when we think we're grieving, we're really just not grieving that person. We are experiencing those unprocessed, undigested emotions that that person and that relationship represents. Because if it's only the person, let's just hypothetically, that person exists that between me and this person, there's nothing but love. We've done everything we can for each other. And now this person has left, right? That if my belief system is around like where it is now, that shouldn't be that difficult. But if that also brings... The loss that I never, ever digested when I was a kid. Also, the fact that I was really unkind to this person. I never, ever did my best in this relationship. They never did and this, this and that. They never fulfilled my expectations. And good Lord, I had so many expectations. So now we're talking about it's got nothing to do with that person. It's got to do with a lot of dirty laundry that we haven't done for so so long that now we can see it and spell it. So, oh, my God, there's like I need to wash all of these things. So if it's been 20 years, then that means that something needs to move faster and something needs to really be looked at. It's like if I told you there is a food I have eaten When I was in Europe 20 years ago, and it's still in my system, you probably put me in an ambulance and take me to, you know, urgent care or somewhere in the hospital, because that's not healthy. 20 years is way too long. Do I mean that you don't acknowledge them? Please let me separate these things. Because when I say these things, people say, oh, so forget about them. So no, no, love them, honor them. You know, what's the best way you can honor them? is to learn something from their life. Whether they were a teacher that they taught you what to do, or they even taught you what not to do. That's the true honoring of somebody's life. That my life made this much of a difference in your life in a positive way. That's how you honor me when I'm gone. Not saying, oh, you were the best this and that. And you know, people always say these things when they do eulogy for people. And I know which ones are true and which ones aren't. We all become the saints when we leave. Oh, she was the kindest woman on planet Earth, but I couldn't stand her when she was still alive. So, like, that's not the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to really thank them for whatever they've brought up, start working with whatever is out there, letting them go separating these two, because 20 years is too long. 15 years is too long. So I don't have a number for you, but old cultures do. I don't know which culture, which faith group you come from. Refer to that if that's, because there is wisdom in that, if you take the politics of them away. They have numbers and those numbers are fascinating. There is the this, that so many, there's the seven days, there's a the 21 days, there's a, like, there's a lot of interesting numbers there. And I'm fascinated by numbers. They say, for instance, If you do something for 21 days, you can change your habits. I know that the culture I come from, there are things that we do for 21 days. I know when babies are born, they do certain things and not do certain things until 21 days is gone. So 21 days seem to be a very interesting hump. So I don't know the number, to be honest with you, but I know that I'm able to separate my work from the mourning and the grieving that belongs only to this person. Even as a child, I I realized later that a lot of my work was not about my father. It was about the fact that I was relying on an authority that I was not really cultivating in myself. I became the father. I became the man in my life. And then, You find the man that you want to be with instead of the man that you need to be with or the woman for that matter, anybody. This is not about gender. So don't email me and say, why did you say he and she? In my case was a man. So that's what it's all about. It is about your lessons. It's about your growth. It has very little to do with that person. When you really take all the fat that has gone around the actual thing that is this person, but more importantly, let me say something else, which goes by the way, Barry, for the grief and for the mourning, and and how many years and how long. We need to prepare for death. We need to normalize death. That look at what a bad PR death gets. Google death and see what images come up. Everything is like you know petrifying and horrifying. Death needs to change its uh, PR company. It's a really bad job they're doing. The opposite of death is not life. Opposite of death is birth. Death is part of life. My question is, I bought these flowers and I was wondering, you know, I had a good week out of it, but I wonder when it's going to die. And I'm preparing for it. I check the water. I smell the water. Oh, no, it's still good. Okay, great. Go back. Tomorrow, I don't know, maybe dying or dead. Same with me, I clean up my mess as if this is my fa- last night. Not in a morbid way, by the way. When you really, what is the right form word? Befriend and reconcile and accept death as part of life. You really, this is not about being morbid. This is about liberation because you don't know how much fear of death is informing your life. You really start living when you really deal with the fear of death. Otherwise, we're always escaping the fear that is initiated by death. That's why, by the way, it was another class I taught, uh, the art of endings. That's why many things that need to be ended and it's time we can't end because that trauma that we have about death, That I know this relationship is not good. I know I'm tired and this party has been wonderful, but it's like now 2 a.m. But I still can't go because that reminds me of ending and ending equates in my subconscious with death. And I'm not talking about like Dostoevsky kind of character that, you, you know, I'm talking about you and I, I'm talking about everyday life. I'm talking about incorporate a little bit of that. That's interesting. I read this poem quite often. I talk to my kids about my death. And first they start, oh Mom, I said, no, 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 no. It's not you see, it's it's pleasure. It's intimacy. It is pure intimacy when I can talk about my death to somebody. That means I trust them, that means I love them. But it is, I mean, I'm sixty-three, okay. Maybe I have some more decades and that's great. I have plans for it, don't worry. But it's possible that I'm going to go soon. So what? And that's why every day is so enjoyable. So exactly opposite of what you said, Rick, is true for me. I know I have limited time. That's why I'm enjoying it. I only have these days. I thought I was going to die much earlier, to be honest with you. For some reason, when I was younger, I was sure I'm going to die young. I don't know, maybe because I had to, uh, you know, (laughs) escape a war or something like that. Maybe that had something to do with it. And a couple of times I was chased and almost got killed when it was the war zone in Iran. I was in Tehran when the war started and the revolution started. And I was a revolutionary person and I got lot of stuff happened maybe it was because of that but I don't know but I thought I was dying much earlier than this and I made it I thought okay all right maybe I have a sort of a longer life so I really lived as if and for me it worked I'm not sure but I'm suggesting if the other one is not working for you why don't you give this one a try we've turned left all our life and it didn't get us where we want to go let's just turn right and see maybe there's something in it Maybe we can look at the richness of our life. Like what Tom said, let's like look at that elder position, even though you may not have children or people around you, but that elder, you don't need people. I mean, every tribe used to have an elder. That's a position. And it doesn't even need to be like, you know, people around you. You don't need audience. You are occupying that posture for yourself. In my life, I'm an elder. That's great. Hope this episode answered the question or two for you or provoked and inspired questions in you. I'm so grateful you showed up and listened up. Until the next time, be well and stay curious.